Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Lyra and Lily with Angela. Um, sorry, I'm fucking emotional right now. Pardon the F-bomb. I, um, I, I still can't really talk about it. But I've been dealing with something for three years now. Um, and, um, it's something that's made me very angry and... I've had so much patience, you know, it's a long way to justice that has been robbed from me many different times, and I've been really patient, and, you know, like, I just keep holding out hope, like, that, like, if I just, if, you know, if, if I just keep trying, and, like, that no matter what, like, you know, it'll be okay, and there's, like, lawyer, I need a lawyer, and, um, it's basically to get back something that was stolen from me, and, um, you know, it was something left by my mom, who, who passed away, you know, when I was nine, like, she died right in front of me, and I, and I sat with her all night, and, you know, I've got all those emotions, And then, like, three years ago, I found out, like, three, I guess, like, four now, almost three in a little bit, I don't even know, but something, in 2019, I found out, like, she left something for me, right? And, and her, her biological son, he basically screwed me over it, screwed me out of it, and, um, I've been trying for the last three years to get it back, you know, because that's all I have left of her. Like, she left that for me, and I miss her all the fucking time, and I had a lawyer for two years, and she barely did anything, and then... Near the end, she started charging me money (laughs) when it was supposed to be at the end, not hourly or stuff like that, and, um, no one listened to me. (laughs) No one. You know, when I was telling them that, like, she wasn't doing anything, like, (laughs) you know, I wasn't the priority, and it was just wasting time and money, and, um... And then, um, yeah, and I got rid of my lawyer, and then, um, basically, I can't, you know, I need another lawyer, and I literally can't afford one, (laughs) you know, and, uh, I, um, I kept, you know, going down this trail of I'm not in disability, right? And there's different people that can help and organizations, and and I've just been following this rabbit hole of people saying that there's someone that can help me, only just to, like, come to the end today and realize that, oh, there's no help because of of this, you know. (laughs) And I'm not gonna lie, I just spent the last, like, I don't know, 20 minutes like, angry, crying, and, and laughing, because it's just so much, and, like, just all this shit, right, and, I, I just, 
I had to record my episode because it's fine. It's time to finally talk about it. I was told not to talk about it. Everyone's told me not to talk about it. But you know what? This whole time I've been struggling by myself and and I've been really good. Like the amount of trust issues it gave me, like he was my brother growing up, you know, he was the one that taught me how to fucking like, you know, I have memories of walking with him when I'm very young. You know, like, he was my big fucking brother. You know, he was my brother. But yeah, he's the one, one of the people that have done some of the most damage to me. He basically tricked me into investing um, my money. Basically made it sound like I wouldn't get to see any of it without doing that. And, um, I've been controlled my whole life. And, you know, (laughs) so... I I said, okay, and it's even a fraudulent contract, right? Because he witnessed it, but we were literally, like, towns apart, like, four-hour drive away. And, um, it was, like, all of my money. I didn't even know how much money I had, but it was more than half that I got invested. And, um, I've been really struggling, you know, with this process and... Just, like, being failed left, right, and center. And, like, you know, when I when I went to see my lawyer, the one who screwed me over, I walked into her office, and first thing I said, like, in the meeting, like, that first day, is I said that I don't want this money to buy a fancy car or, you know, a house. I want this money so, like, I could go into the grocery store and not worry. But you know what? As... The years have gone on since that first day. I realized that she left that for me. She left that for me. You know? And, you know, everyone else who got left something already got it. You know, when when this was all going down, I told my sister about it. And they got, my adoptive parents got her money out in six months. <laughs> you know? And then, like, It's, it's not even the money. It, it's the fact that, like, that was supposed to be for me, right? That she left. And I, I loved her so much. And I've been dealing with her death for so many years. You know, I was there in her final moments, and I was terrified, and I didn't know what to do. You know, I tried my best, like, I I tried to eat a bunch of sugar so that I could stay up with her all night, but I couldn't, I fell asleep. And in the morning, I took my sister next door to get help, because it was too dark outside, and I was terrified of the dark, and I felt, ter- like, guilty, so guilty my whole life. You know, and maybe if I just gone outside and stuff, and like, I've been carrying that with me for so many years, and it took me so long not to feel terrible and guilty. You know, even though I know it wasn't my fault, you know, but it still eats me alive, and I just, 
I haven't been treated fairly for the majority of my life in such a wide, wide areas of life. So many different areas. I've had an ex that used to lock me in his fucking bedroom. Like, you know, he was so crazy. He wouldn't even let me out of the room and I wasn't even allowed my phone to listen to music. You know, like, like just all this shit. All this shit I've been through so much. And I just got my documents from my childhood. And there's way more than I even fucking knew. And, like, I used to wonder. How am I not an angry person? How am I not going around fucking, like, hurting people? Or treating them badly? Or even, like, you know vindictive or revengeful like how am I not that person you know (laughs) you know and I just (laughs) my foster mom passed away she was an amazing person when I was little you know I have the documents and I was really confused about having two moms. And she would tell me that it's okay to have two moms. You know, it's okay. Your heart's big enough. You know, she taught me love. She taught me how to be patient, how to be kind. And how to still be a good person when the world is trying to turn you bad. And I've held that my whole life. And I've tried my very best. You know, and and I just, I feel used. Like, the last three years, like, you know, I almost wish I, I never even knew about it. You know? Because it's just another thing. Except for this one. It's harder because I got excited and... And I started thinking of all the ways that it could change my life or even help me with my creative pursuits and all these different things. And, you know, it was a a thing that was going to be the first thing in my life that, you know, I, like, I don't know. It's, It's hard to describe. And it's just with everything, like, I'm just so angry. You know, like I could easily send her son to jail probably for fraud because of what he did and and the other things that are involved with this, you know, and, uh, you know, even in the will, it was stated that if, and like, me or anybody else passed away before we had kids, the money that was left would be divided up between um, the remaining people. And, um, you know, I look back at my life and how many times I tried to end my life. (laughs) Or just how many times I almost died. Like, my ex... I was protecting a brand new kitten we got, and uh, he was using, I was, it was in the boat, in a boat, 
and there was like the V-birth and the opening and I was standing right there, right in front of it. She was inside and he was really angry and he was screaming and he was yelling and I was telling him to stop because he was scaring her and he used his head and he was pushing it into my forehead and like it really fucking hurt and so I pushed him back and he fell down because it was a narrow walkway and when he got back up he shoved his forearm into my throat and my throat popped back and out like a pop bottle (laughs) I didn't even know that like I could have died you know but I was protecting my kitten Bella you know and um my life has been really confusing and I don't understand it I don't understand how I've made it through what I have or how I've kept such a good heart You know, I've chopped it up to something mystical and something magical that there has to be something bigger than myself. You know, a god or or something. Because there's no other reason that I'd be able to still be here or be the person I am today. (laughs) Especially after everything. You know, and I just, I don't understand it. I really don't. And, uh, today, actually, before I got this phone call, um, I was just talking to my birth mom, and I was gonna ask if I could hang out with her, and then I had been thinking, cause Sunday is Mother's Day, and, um, I wanted to paint her something, and I'm still going to, but I was just looking up different quotes and stuff, and, and I just found the perfect one, <laughs> and then I got the phone call, and then, you know, I kept it cool. I kept it calm during the phone conversation. The lady wasn't that nice either. I'm not gonna lie. (laughs) But, um, yeah. I just, um, broke down and I fell apart. And I'm still falling apart, but I'm okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm gonna post this episode because... I've kept my mouth shut for a really freaking long time. A very long time. You know, I've I've stayed silent. I've stayed so silent on so many things. You know, I I deal with my anger by myself. I deal with my heavy emotions by myself. You know, like, I got me. And it's sometimes hard to process them with other people because intentionally or unintentionally they can say something that'll just (laughs) shatter you even more um so I've learned that sometimes (laughs) sometimes you have to sometimes you have to do it on your own and um I've been doing it alone a long time and I will continue to do it alone. I have no problem with that. I just, um, I needed someone to talk to. And I know that you guys don't know me. And I don't know you. But when I was living in Maple Ridge before, um, and I'm not sure if I've uploaded those podcast episodes yet because they all got out of order a long time ago, um, But 
um, there's episodes where I'm literally crying just like this, and I'm falling apart, um, I was dealing with men trying to kidnap me and chasing me up and down streets and men touching themselves literally in a park, a public park, surrounded by kids, staring at me, you know, (laughs) on the phone and then literally hanging up and then meeting up with another local creep, (laughs) you know, like, I've been raped over seven times in my life. Um, all different ages, and I'm, I just turned 26 in April. I've moved over 27 times in 25 years. You know, and, um, my podcast is, it's a place where I, I can share myself and, and what I'm going through. Because when I... When I was going through that in Maple Ridge, I didn't have anybody. You know, at least here, where I'm living now, I have a few people I can trust a little bit, you know. And, um, it's a lot easier. But back then, I didn't have anyone. And, um, so whenever I was feeling like I, I was now, before I hit record... I hit record and I talked to you guys, you know, I, I, I didn't know who you were and I didn't know if you knew who I was, but I just hitting record and sharing myself and, and my emotions and my fears and just all this stuff that normally I just keep to myself, it, it, it healed something in me and, and it, and and it feel it it felt like I was being heard and and just then as that went on I started to realize that maybe I could help others, you know, just know that it's okay. You know, I'm I'm unconventional. I'm strange. I'm weird. <laughs> but that's okay. Cause I'm me. But I'm gonna let you guys go, okay? Thank you. For listening. Bye.